everybody. Um, this is the first podcast for this class. Um, I thought this was a, a tool I might be able to use to um, supplement the reading of the lectures on the slides and the information. Um, so what I'm going to do is follow along with the um, PowerPoint um, that is attached to module week one. And I'll go ahead and just uh, call out the number of the slides if you want to follow along. My name is Amy Cunningham, and uh, I'm going to be your professor for this course. Um, just to give you uh, uh, a little background about myself, um, actually, I've skipped ahead to slide four. Um, uh, I'm a classroom teacher of 19 years. Um, I'm extremely passionate about teaching and learning, and um, hopefully this will be reflected in the um, comments that I'm able to leave you during uh, the thread, the discussions, and things like that. Since we won't be um, together, those op those comments uh, will will uh, be really important. I began uh, my career in South Los Angeles at Fremont High School, where I spent many years as an uh, English teacher um, and a lead teacher and then a, a teacher support provider. Um, I then worked at UCLA as an instructional coach for some years. And, um, <clears throat> and then uh, in addition to holding a, my teaching credential and my master's, I'm also a credentialed teacher librarian. Um, and now I'm enjoying my work at Cal State LA um, as a lecturer and also a student teacher supervisor. So at the end of your journey, our paths may cross again if I have an opportunity to be your student teacher supervisor, which is work that I really, really enjoy. Um, in what time is left over in my, in my life, I also conduct an elementary school uh, children's choir that uh, ranges uh, ages TK through five. So I do have, um, in addition to being high school teacher, I also have extensive <laughs> um, elementary experience. So, um, and I'm, uh, I have a, the mother of two children, ages five and 10, and they attend public school in Pasadena Unified School District. So that's me. And during threaded discussion 1.1 this week, you are going to have an opportunity to share with me um, a couple of things about you as well. All right, going back to slide two. So this is an online course, as you know, and we're going to explore three critical areas in instruction, um, classroom management, planning, and assessment. It's a lot to pack into one class. Um, I think those three could probably have their own class each, um, but um, as it is, we're going to put them all three into this one. And so we are going to look at them individually throughout the course in that order, management first, then planning, then assessment. But we're also going to be looking at the connectedness of all three of them that really each relies on the other. So they're not three separate components, but um, they are uh, they do work together. <clears throat> if you plan well, your classroom management will be um, more refined. And if you create the proper assessments, um, again, then your classroom management will be more refined and, uh, and uh, planning will be easier because you're basing your planning on those assessments. But we'll get into that as the course 
goes on. I just want to show you that there are those three topics in this course are very closely connected. So overview for this week, for week one, um, you're, you have the, the resources that you have for this, I'm sorry, the to-do for this week, and, and each of the modules in Canvas will include this, these two things, the resources and then the to-do list. So your to-do begins with listening to this lecture and podcast, uh, reading the lecture and listening to the podcast, completing the two-threaded discussions, one being um, an introduction of yourself, and those uh, are going to be in a slide to follow, um, those prompts. And then also um, discussion 1.1, which is uh, a scenario. You also have a reading reflection to complete uh, based on the chapters that are assigned. And for this week, it's chapters one and two, okay? You also have some videos um, to review um, that are listed in the resources, okay? We're going to skip four because we already talked about me. And um, I just want to talk about some of my beliefs um, on, on teaching. I, I believe that there's a really close connection with how we learned as children and how we grew up and how we will teach in our own classrooms. I believe that those experiences really do influence um, and really shape how we communicate with students. And um, if you're a parent in, in this class, um, those experiences as a parent will also influence your teaching. So I want us to be aware of, of that. And we are going to have an assignment based on sort of getting in touch with some of our past experiences around teaching and how those might influence um, our future practice. So my hope is that you walk away from this course with a really strong understanding between um, like I said earlier, classroom management, quality planning, and assessments that truly assess the content that you have taught. And that the very center of all of these three is uh, classroom community. And we'll be talking about how to build a classroom community, what that means, and how important it is um, to all three of those. If we don't have, if we aren't creating relationships with our students and creating a classroom community from day one and spending the time to create a classroom community from day one, um, then we're not going to have those buy-in, that buy-in from our students. Okay. So in our course, this is what we're going to, these are our outcomes. This is what we're going to set out to achieve in this class. So we're going to develop, um, Tools to create transformative classroom environments with routines and procedures and positive learning and a positive learning environment. To develop effective individual lessons and units, including learning outcomes, assessment criteria, both formative and summative, pedagogy and activities. To gain tools to build learning environments with whole group and small group and pair-based learning. And then uh, to learn to link assessment with data-based analysis. Okay. Uh, I'm on slide seven now. <clears throat> so the tools that you have um, for this class are the textbook, which hopefully you've picked up from the bookstore, Transformative Classroom Management, 10th edition. Um, and then any additional readings will be posted on Canvas. Um, they'll also be posted uh, on the syllabus. And the syllabus is our other um, course tool. It includes all the detailed information 
um, and due dates required for the online course. Okay. It also includes an appendix of all the templates and necessary documents. All of these things are also posted on Canvas, but a master document, um, the syllabus is that master document. Please keep in mind that the syllabus is fluid and can be updated throughout the semester. So I do make changes to the syllabus as um, assignments come in, as discussions come in, um, things in the course need to change. So this class, um, I may adjust um, an assignment, I may adjust a due date, I may adjust a reading, I may adjust a discussion based on the flow of the class and the needs of the class. Um, so make sure, and I will update it verse by version number, but please, 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 please read the syllabus. Um, it has, uh, it, it might answer a lot of the questions that you might have along the way with regard to assignments and things. So the answers might be right there. Um, on the syllabus for you. It's really important um, that you not only walk away with theory in this class, but you also walk away with tools and a really clear understanding of this content as it applies to your classroom. So that's a fancy way of saying, I want you to be ready for your student teaching. And so I, make, make, I may make adjustments to the, to the course as we go, um, if I'm feeling like I need to provide you with extra support in any particular area, okay? Other course tools, um, of course, our last course tool <clears throat> is Canvas, and everything is on Canvas. So all your assignments, assignment due dates, templates, all your threaded discussions, and those are all organized by weeks in the modules. And um, any announcements um, are listed there on Canvas things that I might mention along the way, um, and then lectures and podcasts that I create. I will try to make these podcasts as much as possible um, to supplement the lectures. Um, so lectures will be posted each week with the course content. So this is my way of providing you with the information that you need to become teachers. It's as critical as the readings. Um, I might also be providing you with valuable strategies for your classroom in um, the lecture PowerPoint. So, um, and then again, my goal is to create a podcast to accompany the lectures because especially for some of those strategies, it's easier for me to speak, explain it than to type it out. So, um, um, yes, please review um, the lectures as well, okay? All right, so here, uh, for your online learning experience, the course requires that you put in 7 to 10 hours per week. And here's um, how that breaks down. So you've got your uh, readings of your lectures and podcasts. You've got your reading reflections that you need to complete based on the readings. You've got your threaded discussions that you need to complete. You've got some scenarios and case studies possible. They're not, you're not going to have one of these every week. And you have four major assignments total. You also have some observations to do. You have five total observation hours to complete along with a log and a journal. And then um, the university has asked that we supplement our online course with some Zoom meetings, which I'll be hosting periodically throughout. I think I have three total listed on the syllabus so far. And um, <clears throat> uh, we will do them Friday nights and they'll be about 30 minutes long just to sort of touch base. Maybe me provide you with some additional support, um, some additional information um, as we go.
And again, those are listed in the syllabus. Excuse me. <clears throat> All right. Um, so the reading reflections um, are one part of the course, and they're an assignment that you're going to complete each week based on the readings. Um, they're experiential and they're um, reflective. Um, so not to regurgitate what you read, but rather share with me what you grabbed from the reading as meaningful and anything that you um, were confused about, anything that you want to know more about, or anything that sort of made your light turn on. Um, you had an aha moment. So those are all things that you can share with me in the reading reflection. There are five points each, um, each week. And um, you can find the template in Appendix 1. Um, you can also find it on Canvas. Um, so uh, you're going to share your experience um, of the reading, how it, it might affect your teaching. Um, and it's not a summary, but, um, but rather sharing with me how this, um, how this reading might be useful for you in teaching. Okay. All right. Next is the threaded discussions. So these, um, I believe, um, are probably the most valuable component of the class. Um, it's our way to interact regarding the content. So you're required to do one post um, by Wednesday, and that should be that's your initial first post, and that should be at least two to three paragraphs. And then your second post, I'm sorry, you have two, preferably three additional posts from your first post. Okay. And um, I'd like you to cite course materials. You can cite the readings, you can cite the lecture, you can cite any of the videos or readings that you've completed on your own in your threaded discussion. So the discussions are going to be questions that I pose, case studies, scenarios, and, um, and you, and it will apply to that week's content. Um, I may, I might post additional questions midweek uh, based on uh, the direction that I see that the threads are going. So please respond to any of those additional questions as well. And those might, those don't need to be, um, those don't need to be, uh, extensive responses. Um, but again, this is about your learning. So anything that I do post is not for extra work, but to sort of guide, guide your thinking. Um, so those, that first post is always going to be due by Wednesday. And then the last posts, your second and third posts, um, I'm sorry, your two additional posts, hopefully three additional posts will be done, due by that Sunday at the end of that course week, okay? Um, looking at slide 11 right now. So if, um, here's an example. For the second week of class, it begins on 127. Your initial post would be due by 129. And your two to three additional response posts will be due by Sunday 2-2, okay? And the threaded discussions are worth five points per week. So the initial points post is two, points and then your additional posts are one point. Okay. And then also don't forget for week one, you do have that additional post because we have our introduction post. 
And so here's our major assignments. And again, I may add assignments as we go and they'd be small, but these are the ones that we're looking at um, as your larger assignments. So the personal learning history, the classroom management plan, the unit plan, and the SBAC um, assessment analysis. So each of the assignments is directly aligned to the course objectives. And details for each of these assignments is in the syllabus and on Canvas. Um, I'll also be sharing insights and updates about the assignments as we move closer to the due dates. I may also post insights as questions that arise from your peers. So I might post announcements about the assignments based on questions that are coming in from your peers, okay? That might help everybody. Okay, I'm on slide 13. So class observations, you're required to do um, five uh, hours of classroom observation in an elementary school, school classroom. If you don't have access to an elementary school um, or you have, are having trouble finding a classroom, please let me know and I can assist you. I can provide you with a list of, um, of schools that are open to having observers. Um, a generic letter to any school administrator is posted on Canvas. So this is a letter letting um, principals know who you are, what your purpose is, and um, uh, just sort of gives you some um, validity when you arrive on a campus saying, hey, can I sit in your classroom? Um, you are also required to keep a log of those observation hours. That's on Canvas and in the syllabus. And you're going to supplement this log with um, a journal. Um, from your visit. Okay. Zoom meetings. So again, I mentioned earlier <clears throat> that the university has asked that we engage in some in-person time. So I'll be hosting these meetings, um, at strategic times throughout the course. And, um, Friday evenings, I feel like, um, are the best because, uh, generally that's when we're all home. And I'll post these uh, well in advance. I, they're already posted on the syllabus, actually the date. So you can pencil those in. So <clears throat> just a note about online learning. So I want to make sure that everybody um, pays close attention, first of all, to those seven to 10 hours that we're really putting in um, that time. And that also that we were, this course requires extra diligence and intent and, and attention to postings on Canvas. So please check Canvas at least once a day. And I will monitor your time on Canvas. So um, if I feel like you're not spending enough time on the course, um, I'll give you a little uh, a ping and let you know. And due to the nature of online learning, the workload tends to be heavier than a traditional um, in-person class. So just be prepared. If you haven't taken an online course, it is more work. Um, so just be aware of that. And we're only, of, of the four uh, language functions, <clears throat> reading, writing, listening, and speaking, we're only using two of those language functions in this course, which is reading and writing. Um, so the, the, those two functions are going to require the bulk of our effort since we don't have an opportunity to do the listening and speaking. Um, so that's why the it's, it feels like more work because you're doing more reading and writing. Okay, so please, um, <clears throat> at, at some point this week, I want you to review um, the spring 
2020 first night PowerPoint that's in week one module in our course. So um, this is uh, the critical due dates um, from the uh, Charter College of Education. And um, they would like you to review it and be really familiar with those dates. Okay. And that's again, listed in week one. Okay. We're going to pause here and come back in just a moment. Hiya. Okay. So we're back at um, slide 17 on the week one PowerPoint. So let's dive into the material. What is a transformative classroom? We're going to be using this term a lot. Um, it's a well-functioning classroom that works better for those, all those who are in it. And when I say all those, I mean teachers, students, and parents. So everybody involved in the classroom. In a transformative classroom, it works better for everybody. It's higher functioning. And in being higher functioning, student achievement is higher. It moves um, from a failure psychology to a success psychology. And it's centered in the idea that all students can learn. And incidentally, that all students can be well-behaved in class and can make the right choices in class. And the classroom transformative classroom management is centered around the idea that classroom should be a community of learners with the teacher as the facilitator and not the all-powerful authority, keeping everybody quiet and well-behaved. So rather, it's just this idea of a community of learners um, where the teacher is, is merely creating um, experiences for students and facilitating those experiences. Okay, I'm on slide 18. So what does this mean for teachers and uh, for all your stakeholders on your campus? So your teachers, your students, your parents, and your school staff. So teachers, this means that you create clear expectations and work to establish relationships that help nurture um, and move towards that success psychology. So teachers move from being reactive to really intentional about the things that they say and do in class. Um, and uh, the teacher is the facilitator again, and uh, rather than the manager of behavior. Students, um, what this means for students is they feel supported. Um, they become part of a class community rather than simply feeling like they're getting through the day. Um, they, uh, they feel like they are, are part of something. Students are able to become contributors rather than working within their own self-interests. So imagine what that would look like um, when working on group projects. Um, those group projects can, the results can be so much more powerful um, because students are operating um, with the community in mind rather than uh, completing their own tasks and, and getting through the day um, with their own self-interests. So imagine what that looks like for parents as well. So interactions between parents and teachers are much more positive in nature rather than communications always being negative, calls home 
um, always being negative, but rather those experiences with parents can be um, positive. <clears throat> All right, slide 19. Let's take a look at some of these classroom management styles. So that you're going to see this in the textbook. And uh, if you have your book in front of you, I'd invite you to look at figure uh, 2-1 on page 14. So take a look at these four styles. Um, and ask your, I want to ask you, what did your experience? What did you experience with your teachers around these four styles? If you have, or if you've spent time in a classroom, what do you identify most with? Um, and when we go over them, I'm going to tell you where I spent a great deal of my teaching career. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> So the facilitator, students are self-directed, teacher facilitates the learning, using cooperative learning groups, building classroom community, and encouraging work in um, listening in, the, in listening and speaking domains. So teacher is really bolstering those listening and speaking skills so that those cooperative learning groups can become a lot more efficacious. Um, and the students are self-directed. And again, this doesn't happen from day one, but it does happen throughout the course of the year through that community building work that you do. A conductor, um, that this is uh, efforts of the teacher are very well orchestrated and strategic. Lessons are well-planned and instruction is very intentional. So again, you can sort of see the connection like I was saying earlier around classroom management and planning being very closely related. So. Um, lesson planning can never be um, last minute. It can never be thrown together um, and pieced together. Um, or as my dad used to say, uh, you can never just wing it. It has to be very well orchestrated and very intentional. Okay. Um, enabler. This role is the teacher uses passive appeals with regard to student behavior with little action. Um, if you don't do that, then I'm going to cancel recess. No one will be going outside. Um, so teachers using really passive threats um, that and, and very little action. And then lastly, the dominator. So the teacher is the authority. Teacher is reactive. Teacher reacts to student behavior. Um, and this leads to students' behavior that often reflects in rebellion. So um, if we're looking at this, this um, obviously we want to move towards facilitator and conductor and move away from enabler and dominator. So just thinking for a moment about some of the teachers that you experienced in your life and the ones that stuck out in your mind and which, um, which style do you think uh, you would describe them as? And also be thinking when you go to do your observation hours, how do you see the teachers that you're observing and which role do you see? them playing. Um, and of course, in this course, we're going to be uh, focusing on moving up towards facilitator and conductor. Okay, moving on to slide 20. So this is a, a brief overview of, uh, of transformative classroom management. So the week uh, th one threaded discussion, uh, discussion one, is our, 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 our way to do the icebreaker. So I want you to share with me in the threaded discussion, what is your current job? Tell me a little explanation about what it is that you're doing. Um, if any job, 
uh, being a credential candidate is a job. So if you are currently just working full-time on your credential, um, no apologies there. Uh, please share with us that that's what you're doing. And if you are working, please tell us what, what kind of work you're in. And what city do you live in? Um, where did you complete your undergrad? And what talents and hobbies and interests do you have? And I ask this question not only to help build our online community, but also um, these will influence your teaching. You are going to bring your interests and your passions and your hobbies to teaching. And it also might help me identify some uh, lesson plan and unit plan ideas for you. So if I have a better sense of what you are good at, <coughs> excuse me, um, then I can help, uh, help you come up with some ideas. <clears throat> and lastly, I want you to share with me what you're hoping to gain from this course. Okay. Slide 21. Threaded discussion, uh, 1.1. <coughs> Excuse me. I am fighting a cold, everybody. So, Stephen is a new teacher who wants to create a one style classroom. And again, you'll see that what you'll know what that means um, after your reading. He has noticed in his observations um, and conversations with leadership that the school site can be best classified as four style management. <coughs> what uh, will he need to do to prepare to teach in the school site. What do you see as Stephen's challenges? And how can he make his vision of being one fit in a climate of four? How can he make his vision fit? What are some things that he can do um, to fit into the, the climate of his school site? Okay. All right. If you have any questions along the way this week, please let me know. Welcome to the class. Um, I hope we learn a lot, enjoy ourselves. And um, again, please feel free to email me or text me or call me with any questions. All of my information is posted at the top of the syllabus. I also have office hours on Wednesdays. Um, my office number and hours are listed at the top of the syllabus. So please feel free to come by uh, my office hours as well or make an appointment with me. That is also an option. All right. Take care, everybody, and I will see you online.